Welcome, folks, to another podcast of The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on ctkradio.org. I would also like to take this opportunity and recommend everybody that likes this podcast to listen to our new podcast, Faith in the Modern Era. Um, I think you will find it very, very interesting discussion. So, a few things I would like to uh, share with you in this podcast. We're going to start with... We just had Martin Luther King Day, and I want to bring maybe a different light to to the whole equal rights movement, the 60s, the vision of uh, Dr. King, the way at least I understand it. First of all, I have to say that it's very sad that we don't have a lot of people like Dr. King today. And the reason is because I think what his mission was is to is to bring equality and to not judge someone by its skin color. Yet all those who claim today that they are following his footprints, I think they're just making a buck out of it. What do I mean by that? You have people who like Dr. King that have a noble goal. They want to see people free, regardless of their race, regardless of their faith and or gender. And it seems that some people find a way to, uh, to make a profit out of it. Think about this. What will happen if... Everybody will, it doesn't matter, black, white, pink, or orange, it's not important. But they will be treated equally. No affirmative action. No guilt. Just all depends on your quality. If you're a good person or not so good person. Uh, let me tell you what's going to happen. The, all those organizations like... Uh, NAACP, or whatever their name is, ACLU, they will be unemployed. They will, they will have nothing to fight for because it's utopia. There's only one problem with that. They need to make a living as well. So they are working very, very hard to convince people that the reason that they are failing or that they are behind, it's because of their gender. It's because of their... Uh, skin color, it because of their, you name it. And they come up with all this kind of stuff like white supremacy, if you disagree with them, um, racism, right? If you, don't, if you disagree with them, obviously you're a racist. There's no other options. And I think the sad part is that they're convincing people that they are destined to, f- to be failures because of, in this case, because of the evil white men. And I have to say, I strongly disagree with that. And I think Dr. King will agree with me. Because you don't fix racism by reverse racism. And everybody who is honest know that there is reverse racism. There is a lot of hatred against white people. And many people are taking advantage on it. And uh, the sad part is only people who are talking about this white guilt is black comedians who are pointing the finger exactly on that. 
Oh, you didn't get to Harvard because you're black. Well, maybe your uh, tests are are low. No, 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 no. It's got to be because because you're black. You cannot really go anywhere and succeed in life if you if this is the mentality that you choose to believe in it. And I encourage everybody to not believe those people. If you work hard, if you're a decent person, dignified person, there is no reason. Now, are there are there races out there? Absolutely. Stupidity is all across the board, regardless of gender, race, and all that stuff. Yet, you don't have to pl- to play by those rules. Talking from experience, it's going to be hard. Because you have to prove yourself. But everybody needs to prove, this, to, to, uh, prove th- uh, themselves. So, when someone is telling you that you are not successful in life, first of all, how do you find success? That's a whole different story. I can tell you this, it's not, it doesn't matter how much money you have, or what car you drive. It's, what matters is what are you doing with your life? Do you have a goal? Do you have a purpose? Are you investing in your family? Or are you investing at someone's uh, corporate uh, office and you're there, I don't know, 60 hours a week? You don't see your kids. So it's all about choices. And when you choose to believe that you are failing, that you are a failure because, again, your skin color, your religion, your uh, gender, your hate, your... Uh, eye color, whatever. That's a great failure. You don't have to obey those rules. It's not in the Constitution last time I checked. So, when we see reverse racism or affirmative action, which basically means uh, we're going to give most recent, you know, it's it's uh, black people, African American, whatever you want to call them. Uh, for me, they're just you no know, humans, just like myself. Oh, you, uh, we, your score is low, but we're gonna let you in. You're gonna be a doctor, engineer, or whatever, because we don't believe you can you can get a higher score than that. For me, that's a racism. What you're actually saying is, because you're black, we do not expect you. To be in the of the uh, in the level of the white of the white students, yeah, but we try to fix. So we try to to uh, eliminate. No, this is pure racism. They don't even give you the the benefit of a doubt that you can actually succeed without favors. It's like charity, and you never you should never forget which hand is feeding you, so you can put the right vote when the time comes. It's one big scam. It's one big manipulation. And I don't think we are uh, forced to participate. If you have something to say, if you're smart, if you're educated, if you're a dignified person, if you have some decency, if you're a good man or a woman, your skin color is, has nothing to do with it. Now, on the other hand, if you are like to be victim because it's cool to be victim because 
people will give you stuff. If you are living in a gang mentality, right? What do you mean you didn't you didn't serve time in jail? What kind of man are you? you? Should be a man. Go be in jail. Do some crime. This type of mentality. Go with your pants halfway down. Tattoos all over. You cannot blame anybody for not really respecting you. It's not the white man. It's not the man, the government, which is screwed in a different way. But you are we are bringing that upon ourselves. And I think that even Dr. King wouldn't approve that. He was a decent man. I listened to some of his speeches. A bright man. Honest man. A man that didn't try to make a buck on other people's expense by telling them how screwed they are. And yes, they were. Back in the days, again, racism, stupidity, ignorance, you name it. Think about what would happen to a white man in a tribe in Africa. How would, how would they do treat him? I don't know, in Sudan or Nigeria or whatever. Look what happened to white men in Africa that are supposed to be black. They are being murdered for all kind of witchcraft stuff because they are lacking uh, the right pigmentation. They are different. So racism is not the invention of the white or the black. It's everybody's pretty much like uh, people who look like themselves. And it's not, I don't see that as racism. If I have to choose who to help first, my, a member of my family, my kid, or someone I don't know, of course I'm going to help my family first. This is not nepotism. This is not uh, um, hatred to other people. It's nothing to do with hatred. It's I'm going to help those who are close to me. After I'm done with them, I can help other people. Because I'm about helping as, as far as I can, as much as I can. But don't convince yourself that you are lower than anybody else. If you are, do, do, put the effort to, to go higher. Sit and learn. Pay for your education. Get a degree. Get a job. Whatever. Don't just say, oh, well, I, I, I end up in jail because I'm black. No, because you make the wrong choices. Now, again, there are racist cops. There are racist people. There are both sides of the aisle. It's not something unique. But we, I think if we all join forces, we can definitely uh, win that battle. But the first thing is to stop believing that we are lower than someone else. And as a Jew, I, we were told many, many years that we are not like, you name it, the Muslims or the Christians. They both hated us. Something to think about. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. To say, you're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citycarradio.org.
Welcome to another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakon, here on CityCareRadio.org. Wouldn't it be great if people would stick or stop sticking their nose to something that is totally not their business? Where do I go with that? Lately, there is a lot of uh, discussion about, uh, I find it stupid, but hey, and, and it's not scientific, gender-fluid uh, ideology. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Which means you can decide what are you. Gender neutral. Are you a boy or a girl, a man or a female? Or both, or many, or maybe things that nobody ever heard about. It's all fantasy. It's all fake. It's all useless. Now, before anybody telling me that I am from the dark ages and I am against uh, LGBTQPPY, whatever letters that you want to add to that, that's what happens when people are bored, when people are having comfortable life. Sexual identity has nothing to do with your success. Now, in many cases it is, because people like to hire people like them. Now, all this discussion about him, her, his, all the new language that is coming, especially in the universities, and I don't think I will be able to make it to university with this kind of stupidity, this is supposed to be the place of knowledge, not the place of bullshitology. Um, so people will say, well, you are going against gay marriage. Uh, again, I keep my my nose in my business. I don't go and see other people's bedroom and what do they do. You want to marry a boy, a man? It's your problem. A lady? It's your problem. As long as I don't have to pay for it, I don't care. Now, if I do have to pay for it, absolutely care. In the way that the social system is working in our days, is that every generation is paying social security or whatever for the benefit of the previous generation. And the kids, our kids will pay for us when we are retired. That's supposed to be the case. But if you are not producing anything, no kids, no continuation of humanity, then you're just living on other people's expense when you're old. When the government has to pay with the citizens' money uh, for whatever whatever reason. So I do have a problem with that, but I'm not going to go into people's bedroom. I don't really care. So then the, other, the next question is, well, the Bible said that it's, uh, it's not allowed. Yeah, that is true. The Bible specifically said that to uh, Jewish people in uh, Israel. And if they are not going to keep that, they're going to be kicked out of the country, out of the land. And in Israel, I do care. But I don't live in Israel. And I don't care what other people that are not Jewish are doing. So I think that's something to learn from. Here's the, th- here's the bottom line. You can, and you see crazy stuff. I mean, the stuff that are in the news are just weird. People are marrying themselves. There is a lady who married uh, a spirit. And then after a while, I guess it wasn't satisfying. So she got divorced from the spirit. Seriously, people are bored. People are spoiled. That's the way I see it. And again, in Israel, 
I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't agree to have a gay parade and all this stuff. Whatever you do, you know, in, in your house, it's your business. But in the public, absolutely should be Jewish state. And I'm not going to call here for, you know, execution and all this stuff. That's not where I'm going with it because, again, I don't care who people are going with. In Israel, in the land of Israel, in the land of the Jewish people, you should follow the, the, the Bible law, biblical law. In America, do whatever you want. It's up to the citizens to decide. And if you're so open-minded and you think it's great that uh, uh, we have so much gays and all that, go do it in Saudi Arabia, in Mecca. That would be a great idea. Try to do that over there. And if you are brave enough and you will survive, come tell us about that experience. This is related to a whole different topic, the, the disrespect towards religion that are somehow peaceful. You, there is total disrespect in the secular world today for either Christianity or Judaism. It's archaic, it's, uh, it's uh, based on myth, it's not scientific. I'm not going to argue if it's true or not. My opinion as of it, it's not. But if you are so persuaded that, so sure of yourself that Christianity is, is, is false or Judaism is false, Go to the third one. Tell them that in their face. Suddenly you are become Islamophobic. Why? Because uh, the, the outcome there is very, very clear. But since Christianity moved forward, Judaism moved forward a long time ago, we hardly ever executed anybody that left Judaism or disrespect Judaism. But even Christians, they move forward and they, you know, they feel sorry for those who don't see the light of the Christian faith or whatever. But nobody's calling to execute them or to persecute them. There's only one religion that does that. And that's the one that, that everybody is afraid to criticize. So I, I sense a little bit of hypocrisy here. I want you to think about it. If all religions are equal, and again, I disagree with Christianity, I disagree with Islam, I try to look at the people and try to get the best out of them, their culture, their knowledge that make me a better Jew. That's how I practice. I don't feel inferior or superior to any, to any other person, any other human. Am I... Am I uh, confident and sure that Judaism is the right way? Absolutely. That doesn't mean that I disrespect others. I focus on my own thing. I focus on my own relationship, on my own relationship with my Creator. I'm not in a competition. Something to think about. Why do people need to feel that they are better by putting someone else down? I don't get it. I find it to be stupid, yet very natural. So, guys, I think what we all should take from this is there is no, from, uh, f there is no room for hypocrisy. There is no room of taking advantage on other people 
for uh, political gain or any other gain that is not benefiting humanity. When I speak to Christians, when I speak to Muslims, I respect them. I respect Buddhists, I respect Hinduists. Am I agree with them? Absolutely not. Does that mean that I'm better than them? Absolutely not. They can be more kind than me, more charitable than me, more patient than me. So I need to learn to take those traits and, and adapt that into my life. To be a better Jew. We do not have to build our self-esteem by taking someone else down. I think that's something we all need to practice. It's a pretty strong message. So this is one thing. The other thing is, we should not deny science. Oh, well, uh, a religion people, religious people are always denying science. No, we do not deny science. We might deny certain scientific theories. You have your own theory, I have my own theory. If you can prove it, I'm with you. If you cannot, forget about it. There's nothing that forced me to adopt, to accept your scientific theory. And you can go with that to any direction. You know, the, the dinosaurs, are they real, are they fake? All, the, uh, all those questions, how did God created the world, is there, there is God? I'm not going to play in this, in, this, uh, in this game. I have my answers, they're pretty clear to me, and I follow them. You want to be atheist, be atheist. Maybe one day you will see the light. Who knows? But be decent. Have some dignity. Have some you know, self-respect. You don't have to put people down. Oh, well, all religion, all religious people are <clears throat> stupid. Religion is opium for the masses. Right? You know who said that? A guy who invented a religion called communism. And we all know how this ends up for humanity. One big graveyard. Bottom line, think. Think inwards. Compare yourself to the best thing you can be, regardless of other people's success or failures. Learn from it, from their success and, for the, and from their failures. And don't go to the excuses like we said before. Oh, because I'm black, because I'm brown, because I'm white, because I'm short, because I am blonde. This is all nonsense. God created all of us in his own image. And with that, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I am your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citycareradio.org. back to our next segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citykradio.org. Lately, it seems like uh, socialism and communism are coming big time to, uh, to the culture. And obviously, those who are above 30 uh, know that the, the whole system is not really working. 
those who actually know some history, which unfortunately young people today are ignorant about, um, know that there is no way it's going to work. It's contradict the human nature. And it's also contradict, you know, fact. Look at, look at North Korea and Cuba. Heaven on earth. I would suggest all the socialists in America to go there. And again, if they are survive, please come and, and share with us the experience. Now, I always say when I look at I, when I have a question, I look at the Bible. I want to take you to uh, the book of Kings. King Solomon, Shalomo. He had one son. And this son inherited the, the position and became king. His name was Rechavam. I don't know how to say his name in English, but Rechavam. The only son of uh, Solomon. And he obviously surrounded himself because he was young and stupid and arrogant, unlike his father, who learned from his father, King David, he surrounded, surrounded himself with young, arrogant, spoiled brats to be his uh, advisors. And the first thing that he did was what? Raise taxes. Remember, we had 12 tribes. So he decided to uh, raise taxes, I don't know, for whatever... You know, you can use the media to deliver the message. Could be social justice, Medicare for all, uh, all that stuff. And ten tribes didn't really agree with that, and the kingdom was was uh, torn into two: the Israel Israelite kingdom and the Judea and the tribe of Judah kingdom. I guess one of his uh, advisors was a young uh, woman from the Bronx who think that uh, you should raise taxes to 70%. Or maybe it was an old Jew from uh, Vermont named Bernie Sanders who said, it's going to be great that everybody's going to be equally poor. Bottom line, it failed, and the kingdom was torn. So one thing to learn from me is don't listen to young people. They, know, they don't know what they're talking about. They're full of, uh, you know, I always say that uh, arrogant, ignorant are the most, most dangerous one. They have great charisma, great self-esteem, but they know nothing. Zero experience. So if somebody from the Bronx, a congresswoman, young, arrogant, clueless, is has this idea to, yes, spark it to 70%. Let's start with your district and see if it's working. Maybe 70% is too much. Let, oh, let's have the district that you're coming from pay, I don't know, 50%. I can guarantee you that she will be one-term senator. It's not going to work. The rich people will move to another district. They're going to say, screw you. And they're going to probably fire all those that work in that district. Even if you have a union. Right? All those people who lost their jobs to China back in the days before they were coming back, 
They were unionized, but hey, there's nothing we can do. Because the union, union is support one party. And if they decide it's got to be good, and I'm sorry for you, Mr. John Smith, you are fired, go sign unemployment or whatever. We don't care that you're losing your dignity. We don't care that uh, you will have to do, that you work 20 years in this factory. So when you look at the Bible and you see the outcome of young people stupidity when they got the power and remember the, the famous sentence and I am here uh, rephrasing what he, what he told them when they come to protest he says my father tortured you with, with whips I'm going to torture you with scorpions or something like that I'm going to be even more progressive than my father the most smart person ever King Solomon according to the Bible a person that understands the human nature. If you read Proverbs, if you read Kohelet, I don't remember how that's the name of Kohelet uh, in English. I think Ecclesiastes or something like that. There was a man, a king, that understand the human nature. Yes, people should pay tax, but don't push the limit. There is no Taxation without representation. It's always the same thing. You're going to have a rebellion. You're going to put the, put the tax, the 70% crazy idea, aside. Add this to the Second Amendment uh, concern. Add this to the whole social engineering that you see from the left now. And they call it progressive, but it's actually going going backwards. There is... Ta it's taking the freedom from, from people. America used to be all about freedom. It's not going to end up well. It didn't end up well in the Bible time, where they went, in a way, to a civil war. I don't see how that's going to end up well here. But it sounds good. It sounds uh, noble. It sounds it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do to help your neighbor, yes. To pull people up instead of pushing everybody down. That is the right thing to do. But that's not the, that's not, that is not the job of the government. That's why you have communities. You start with small. Start with your family, with your neighborhood, with your, with your town, with your city, with your state. You don't bring the legal mafia, the police, the judicial branch, the government that tells you what to do because they have guns. You're taking the freedom from the people. Let the people choose if they want to help somebody. Educate them to, to, be, to help somebody, to help the other, the neighbor, regardless of gender, race, and all that stuff. You're all humans. But this, I think, this desire to control people's life, to social engineer, we went through that so many times. It always failed. Always. In Cuba, in North Korea, in Soviet Union, you name it. You will always have, you will always have those who are the bureaucrats that are 
living on on the majority people of the people uh, expense they live nice i remember when i was young there was to be the, the we we saw the first uh, videos uh after they executed ceausescu in romania and communist country used to be thank god and they rebelled and they executed ceausescu and his wife and then they went to the palace People di didn't have food in the house. They were starving. But when you go to the palace, the faucets are from gold. The, the toilet, gold, every so much luxury. But when you talk about, you know, hey, equality, and they, everybody's going to eventually going to take care of their, their interest first. They're just using, as, Tal as Lenin said, useful idiots. This program, this podcast is all about taking you, taking all of us out of the stage of being useful idiots. Learn, think, analyze, get to a conclusion. Don't let New York Times or uh, Washington Post or any of the uh, CNN or whatever to tell you what to think. Oh, and if you disagree with them, you're obviously a Russian, a Russian agent. Obviously. You know, in, in, in Soviet Union, they used to uh, send... Uh, those who were against uh, the Communist Party that uh, didn't agree with them to a mental institution. Because if you disagree with the party, you got to be crazy. Don't be crazy. Don't be coward. Don't be fooled. Learn, read, research. And don't believe all those talking heads that uh, have no idea what they're talking about. But... They are very great, good in, you know, making up stuff. Everything is Russian collusion. Everything is uh, uh, anti-social. Uh, everything is white supremacy. This is all nonsense. This is all, all cliches. This is all fake up terms to, uh, to control people, to shift the narrative, as they say. Don't be shifted. Make your own opinion. Read, learn, study, and make your own decision. We're going to take another quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citykradio.org. to the last segment of today's podcast you're listening to the jewish view i'm your host rabbi hanania Cohen here on ctkradio.org so this weekly parasha the i always keep the last uh, segment to speak about what the jewish people are reading uh, in the torah this week and last week which we, we missed so last week we talked about very very interesting subjects first of all we talk about yitro jethro the first convert if you want that uh, and the father-in-law of uh, Moshe of Moses, lot to learn from the from the whole story. Uh, 
But the end was obviously the peak of the Torah, in a way, Ten Commandments. And Ten Commandments, today in the what we call the Judeo-Christian values, and again, you know, those who listen to me know, for me there is no Judeo-Christian values, it's Jew- Jewish values, and there are Christian values. Okay, giving the other cheek is Christian values, not Jewish value. Um, but the Ten Commandments became, became a symbol for uh, the basic lo- the basic laws of humanity, and for a good reason. We have five commandments that are between a man and his God and the Creator. Right? I am your God who took you out of Egypt. You should not um, say my name for no reason. All that stuff. Keep keep the, sh- the, the Shabbat, the, sa- the Sabbath. Uh, and we have the last five. Shall not kill, shall not steal. All, the, all those over there. And some people, many people actually, do not understand the, that this is one, it's a package deal. You cannot say, oh, I'm gonna only, only going to keep this one or that one. Obviously, uh, not everybody is belong to a nation that was uh, rescued from Egypt. Okay? Totally understand. But if you think about is there is God or there is not, I think the more you look at the creation, the more you realize God to be something. There's got to be a higher authority than other humans that control other humans. And this is exactly what the Torah, what, the, what Judaism is come, had came to, has come to, to uh, teach the world. It's all about freedom. And you cannot say, oh, well, I am not murdering or stealing, but I don't keep this or keep that or play with it. It's a package deal, especially for Jews. But for all humanity, there is a higher power than other human. You can call it spiritual, you can call it the force, as far as I care. I don't, the, the name doesn't really import it. But in this week's parasha, it starts with the rules about having a slave. And the question is, if Judaism is all about freedom, why are you giving rules about slavery? And we, are, we all agree today, thank God, that slavery is something that we would like to see abolished. If people are working, they should get paid. And they should have a decent environment to work in. You don't have to stay uh, day and night in the cotton field. Also, there's a difference between what Jewish slaves has to do and, and the condition that they, that they are allowed to have versus what used to be here in America or in Africa or anywhere else in the world. Remember, in Africa, black people had black slaves from a different tribe that lost in the war. The whole concept is ancient. But the Torah cannot give us something that we are not uh, ready to receive. Once you, you say, I'm not ready for this, everything is going to collapse. So the Torah understands that there is a way to have a slave, yet it's going to be a headache. 
According to the Jewish law, if you have a slave and you have one pillow and one blanket, it goes to the slave, not to the master. Why? Because we are against we are against uh, abusing other people. So what the Torah is telling us in this parasha that if uh, that uh, a person was sold for six for seven years and then he should be released because the Torah look at the slavery uh, institution if you want to call it this way as a way to correct the ways of the people. So somebody still is going to be uh, paying his debt to society, not by sitting in jail, but actually by working at somebody that can maybe teach him how to behave. Okay? That's the whole one of the purpose, main purposes of slavery. But what happened if this guy, after six years, is refusing to live, to be free? The Torah don't really accept that as a good it's a good thing. So if you remember the verse, the master is taking him to the to the door and he is poking, uh, poking a, a hole in his ear and he's going to be a slave until the year of the jubilee. Meaning it could be the rest of his life. Why? Because you had the opportunity to be free, to enjoy freedom, to take responsibility over your life. Yeah, after you paid your debt to society, after you you understand you were wrong, whatever you did. But you insist to stay a slave. For that, we're going to punish you by making you a slave for a few more years, till Jubilee. We all need to appreciate freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of, re in America at least, freedom of religion, you see, this is the, the what I found, even though I'm not Christian, and I will never be, and I'm a proud Jew, the founding fathers were smart people. They understand. They understand the meaning, they understood the meaning of the Torah, of the Bible. They understood the, the human spirit. And they created a a pretty good uh, constitution for the United States of America. Yes, it's not the biblical law, and it shouldn't be. Biblical law should be applied in Israel, the land of the of the Jewish people. So when we talk about human nature, we know we can we cannot force people to be free. But on the other hand, what we see today is we are forcing people to become slaves mental slaves, like I just started today, in today's podcast. When you believe that you were born to be a slave, in Africa, there are slaves that can run away, leave their masters, but they're not doing that because they're afraid. What will happen? What does it mean to be free? Freedom can be uh, a challenge. And freedom doesn't mean, doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. That's anarchy. The bullies will rule. Freedom is to have the freedom to think, to discuss interesting topics, 
to uh, make um, ways to improve life of yourself and others. Nobody's telling you what to, what to work, what to, uh, you know, in Egypt, right? Pharaoh said, you're going to make certain amounts of, of uh, bricks. You cannot say, well, I would like to be uh, responsible for other, no. The king said what you need to do, and this is, you are the slave of the king. That's not the case in today's Western civilization, at least not in America, in a way. But we're going that in that direction, unfortunately, where people are forced to be mental slave to commercial interest, to uh, all kind of uh, false ideologies. Everything is going to be great if everybody have Medicare for all. Everything is going to be great if there is no border in the southern or northern uh, border. You know, everybody can come in. We're going to find out that it's going to be destructive, unfortunately. So we have the freedom to think, to discuss, to research, to decide what we want to do with our lives. Some of us will decide that they want to be slaves. They want to be slaves to technology. Let Google decide what you need to buy, where do you need to eat. Let Google, Facebook, all those sell your information to other people that will take advantage. They try to sell you stuff you, you don't need and you probably never use, but as long as you have it, you are successful. They're tricking your mind, misguiding. A free man is a, is a man who can think for himself. Probably going to do mistakes. It's okay, we're humans. But being human also means you can correct those mistakes. And you can choose to be free. And if not, you're going to be slave for a long, long time. And with that, with this message from the Torah, be free. Enjoy the freedom of being human in this world. We're going to end up, think about it. You're going to end up our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Kohn, here on ctkradio.org. Produced by CTK Media Services.